0: This is the Nomad Futurist podcast, a podcast about the evolution of technology, society and transformation. Connect with us, share your thoughts with us at nomadfuturist.com. Let's get this started. Here are Phil and Nabil. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Nomad Futurist. This is your co-host Nabil Mahmoud from Kaluakona, Kona, Hawaii. This is your co-host Philip Koblens from Montclair, New Jersey.
1: And this is Emma Grace Myers from Bryan, Texas.
0: Emma, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. You and I had the opportunity meeting up in Dallas, Texas, one of the conferences I've spoke at, and uh, your story kind of fits in with what we've been trying to share with the world. And it can't be any better timing than Carrie launching her book. So let's start to get to know you a little bit. What do you do these days where you're at in the data center industry?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a sales representative for Honeywell's data center team, and Honeywell has four main divisions, and I'm under the building technologies group, and within that, a subgroup called the Honeywell Building Solutions. And so I've been in this role just over 10 months now, and prior to that, coming up on a year, December 2021, I graduated from Texas A&M with a BS in industrial distribution from the College of Engineering as well as a business minor.
0: All right, so that's what kind of hit the home run with me when you and actually met at the last event, that you've been in the space for just under a year and you just graduated with industrial distribution as your major. How did you come across the the data center industry and what was that transition like?
1: Yeah, I like to say this industry found me rather than the other way around. (laughs) So I had the opportunity to intern with Honeywell in the summer of 2021, and I showed up on my first day to find out my assignment, what group I would be in, and they told me I'd be in the data center group. My first question was, great, what's a data center? (laughs) And so from that point on, I really got to spend that summer learning about data centers and more so the players in the space, as well as just the administrative side of things that come with any new job. I really got to spend that time learning kind of the ins and outs of Honeywell. And so when I came back full time this past January, I hit the ground running, (laughs) already having some familiarity with the players in the space and knowing what a data center was on my first day this time. So that's, what, that's how the industry found me. <laughs>
2: what What did you want to do at Honeywell? Like, what was your What was your goal when you when you signed up for the internship in the in in the first place?
1: Yeah, well, it was definitely to gain some sales experience before I graduated, and so that was that was in my top reason when I was looking for an internship was to gain experience. And I the appeal that Honeywell had to me specifically was just how broad of an organization it is, and how how many Fingers they have <laughs> in every industry. Yeah, they're they're really in every space. And so, if I if I got to Honeywell, I figured I would have the opportunity to move around and find what my interests really were. And lo and behold, I found the data center industry very interesting. So I'm still here.
0: <laughs> well, that's that's excellent. So looking at your CV on LinkedIn, you've got some distribution experience and you did some roofing supply as well as an as an intern. And then you majored in industrial distribution. Did you ever think about being in this space or did you have other desires? Was technology even on the forefront of anything that you wanted to do in your career?
1: I wouldn't say it was on the forefront while I was in college in the beginning. it, It came to mind after I did get some great experience working in like the roofing industry, I I have respect for all industries and I, something I learned about myself is that I love to keep learning. And so by the end of my summers in the roofing industry, if I could name the products in the warehouse, my, my question was, okay, well, now what? I would say the interest that technology brings to me is that there's, it's always changing. I can keep learning. And so it became more apparent as I was finishing up my college journey that I wanted to be somewhere in a space where I could continuously learn and technology offered that.
2: Yeah, I think one of the things we we, we try to say as old hats in this industry is that the industry has, as is unique in that it has all these different sub-verticals in it, right? You can be on the construction side of it, the site selection side of it, you can be in legal or you can be in marketing or you can be in sales. And And what we've always had difficulty as an industry to do is, is to, is to be attractive to young people like yourselves. You might, uh, you might win the contest. Is she the youngest person we've ever had on the podcast? Uh, you're, you're pretty damn close. Yeah, I know she is um, the youngest person. Right? You win yeah. an award. She gets some sort of bench. I've just, got a pin for you, Emma. I youngest, youngest, youngest podcast guest. So, um, I'm going to make you now speak for your entire generation. You are going to be I, what is it? Is it millennial? I don't even know what is no, It's past that, right? I don't even know what generation, what the moniker for your generation is. It sounds like the fact that there are different parts of our industry and it's ever evolving, and and there are so many ways that you can take what you're interested in and apply it to 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 our industry is is a, is a big draw for you. But there are other other th- other things that you think would appeal that you can articulate to younger folks to try to get them to look at this as as an industry that they want to uh, participate in? Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think the biggest, maybe not the biggest appeal, but but a large appeal would be just asking them how their phone works and what, hey, have you ever thought about what the cloud is? Because a lot of my friends had not. They, they'd never been asked that question. They didn't give it a second thought. And so I would, I would say that something would appeal to my generation would just spreading the word that the earth was not created with this digital infrastructure and the power required to power our phones and everything we use. That wasn't just inherent in the earth. It, it requires buildings. It requires data centers. It requires new technology. It requires power and cooling. And I I would challenge them to think about that. And I think that would be really interesting to a lot of people. I would hope it would be. I genuinely think the word is just not out and people don't question it. They do not question how things work. Right. They to, take for granted the
2: fact that they have access to this technology, right? That they were born with The reason why we got into this space in in our generation is because we straddled that kind of before the digital era and and today. So we saw it and we saw life without it. And the wonderment of it all is what kind of attracted us to the space, not any specific knowledge or training because there was none, there was, there was none to be found. So it's, it's, it's an interesting take. I think one of the initiatives we're trying as part of our foundation is to try to instill that kind of foundational knowledge, knowledge of what drives technology early on in, in education, not wait until college, but make it part of Steam programs and in and elementary and, and and junior high school and middle school and high school education so that people that are leveraged in every vertical, right? Isn't there is theres is there a, a person of your age group that doesn't use technology, doesn't use their phone, doesn't use TikTok, there's, doesn't get frustrated when it doesn't work?
1: Yeah, no, I I really can't think of one person I know that does not have a smartphone or a laptop or an iPad. No, everyone uses it. Everyone touches it. And very few question it.
2: Until it doesn't work. And they're like, what? Until is it? it doesn't, it doesn't it work. Is. And then they turn into Neanderthals. Neanderthal. <laughs> and they just start smacking Chaser. it. Because they haven't been given the tools okay. to, like, figure out that there is, there are likely things that are going along between this device in your hand and whatever application you're using. And there's a glitch. It's a miracle that it works to begin
1: with. Yes. Yeah, there's no troubleshooting except turning it on and off again.
0: <laughs> it usually works. Definitely. Yeah, the power <laughs> cycle function works. So, so Emma, qu- qu- question for you. you. You fell in this space, the industry found you. Of course, with your industrial background, it, of course, helped the situation that you, you had the direction to choose choose from. Where do you think is the biggest gap right now as we get into a major human capital deficit going on a go-forward basis? as we are not getting a lot of younger audience into our space, where do you think the major gap is?
1: The gap is just that itself, that there is a gap because it's not talked about. It's just, I I had not heard the word data center before, before that first day at my internship. And if the word were out and if people talked about it, I think that would gain interest in itself for the reasons we discussed earlier. And I I see that there is going to be People are going to hit that retirement age before too long, and I'm looking around at these event shows, and I think I'm the one of the only few in my 20s. And I, I see that, that that at some point in the next few years, that retirement's going to hit, and a lot of people are going to be moving out of this space. And there's I see, I see just, you
2: staring at us when you're saying retirement. I, I get it. No,
1: <laughs> I'm pave the way for your generation. I'm the
2: roads.
0: Yeah, I, I <laughs> yeah we, we, we're getting tied. So. Without like we we have a mission, Phil stated what we're trying to accomplish and you and I had this conversation as well. So besides that, what can we do differently to get that word out there, to create that level of excitement for the younger generation to be a part of it, whereby they're curious that they, they want to get into an industry that's ever growing.
2: So like I do, you we could say we could talk about the data center, but do we just like find a young person on the street and just shout data center at them? <laughs> <laughs> I think the
0: the
1: best way to get the message out that data centers want to exist and to that they're interesting is to post about it. And y'all are doing a great job of marketing yourself and your brand. And I think if everyone in the space started posting uh, beyond LinkedIn, but going to Instagram and going to other social sites that the younger generations use every single day, I think people would be like, oh, what's that? And then Google it. <laughs> and so I think marketing is is the only way to do that. And I I don't know. I I haven't met anyone that's specific to data center marketing in other organizations. It's just about getting the word out rather than Focusing on what specific, very specific product you offer that goes in a data center, just that's marketing data centers in general. Yeah. yeah.
2: And that's, and that's the issue. And I think, I think, and and part of what we're trying to, we do these talks at like uh, the AFCOM event that, that, that was last year and is now coming up next year because time just keeps on going faster and faster. And, faster. and as you, you get older, Phil, damn it. What time is this <laughs> more for you? Enjoy it while it lasts. The the what what we try to say as a mission to 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 the industry is that all of these companies, not just for their own immediate bottom lines, need to prophesize our industry, but to secure the future of the industry. The talk that we're giving in in, in AFCOM next year is about think about yeah you know, most 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 companies think about like the the year's earnings or the quarter's yeah. earnings, right? And and we're trying to like tell them to think about. Like what happens in twenty forty? Like if you see yourself as a business in twenty forty, you better hope that Nabil and I have retired at that point, and and some of the 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 elder statesmen in our industry have retired at that point. But in order to make sure that we have the type of talent that we need to ensure the survival of our business, we all need to collectively demystify the business by talking about it in 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 a contextually in a way that 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 younger folks can understand. And I think the fact that they're all using technology and understand how it works, but don't necessarily understand why it works is the perfect kind of inroads. But I guess what we'll need your help on is creating the right, what do the kids call it, hashtags to make sure that they're, they're looking at what we're presenting—it's one thing for us to post to our followers on Instagram. Obviously, our generation, LinkedIn is the primary kind of social media platform where we all engage with each other. Instagram is great, TikTok is great. I'm sure you can think of social media platforms that we haven't thought of, like the one where you—you you look like a bunny when you press the right button. I forget what it's called. I, my kids love that one. But I—you I, know—I I think we need the younger generation's help. Our uh, we need the Emmas of, of of our industry to the extent that you and probably another friend of yours exists to to help us demystify our industry in a language that uh, and 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 with the right kind of conduit to to, to finding that information. So help, help Emma, help.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know that's definitely a great point. Um, just getting the word out there and and. While while you're talking, something else came to mind, too, of just another another factor that could make people more interested in this is within that within that people who end up retiring. There's going to be that gap is going to leave a lot of opportunity, because at least what I've seen right now when I go to these events is everyone knows everyone because everyone's been in it for 20 plus years. And that's fantastic. But it's also daunting right now. Me coming in, trying to shake some hands. And so. When when people start to leave the industry, they're going to need new hands to shake and pal. And I'll be your pal. I'll and I'm no sure I'm a some friends. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, pal is a service.
0: Yeah, pal is a service. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: well,
0: that's that's really the message that we are trying to get across. Besides it being just a gap in itself, if we're getting enough people, it's the the people that are retiring and the tribal knowledge that they're going to take along with them as well. How, how has it been for you, and this does not reflect Honeywell, but just in an, an industry in general, being a female, being a young individual coming into space, how has your experience been thus far?
1: Yeah, being, being a young female in this industry, I've found that really most every conversation that I have, I have to prove that I know what I'm talking about to a level. Just looking at me, people do not take me seriously off the bat, and so I have to work harder to gain someone's confidence in me in conversations than my male colleagues. And although I think, but, been...
0: but that applies to any industry that you will go to, and not just as a female as a young individual. You're you're always going to have to prove yourself that you made it, that you've entered into industry, that you've got that experience. So, are you saying right. that that's unique to what we are doing in our industry, or is that common across any other industry that you you've had a few other internship experiences as well was that similar or is it totally yeah, different yeah it
1: was uh, no it was across the board and i don't know if it's cuz i've only been in male dominated industries and it's yeah it's the circumstances in all industries and it's it's although it's unfortunate i i am someone who loves challenges and i don't necessarily see it as a burden but really pushes me To know my facts and to drive personal learning. And so although it is unfortunate, I don't I see it as a fun challenge across, yeah, it was it was across all industries. And so I don't think I've seen anything so far that's been like, wow, specifically about the data center industries.
0: What 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 are you liking about the industry? What's unique? Besides besides this podcast, which is clearly a career highlight.
1: I know, I couldn't let go down from here, right? <laughs> What's next? <laughs> no, I, I, it's really a new secret industry. It wasn't, it, since I didn't know anything about it, I'm like, wow, what is this whole space? What are all these companies that, what are they doing? And so, yeah, just the fact that it was new and I personally did not learn anything about software or hardware in college. And so this learning curve is quite steep for me and i love that i love this i love learning as i mentioned earlier and that it's all new and so i love learning what powers my world why things are working and that that's what's
2: the i, pro- I promise and apparently i yeah everything i say the so it sounds like curiosity curiosity is a big characteristic that that, that you have that you think uh, certainly worse your benefit in this industry. Are there other characteristics that you have? Obviously, you, you're you're in sales, right? You have to be outgoing. You have to be, to a certain extent, confident, although not overly confident, because uh, people are going to look to to exploit that as well. But are, are there other characteristics that you found that you think would would serve people well as they're they're trying to make their way in our industry?
1: Yeah, yeah, a few that I can think of right now are just personal connections, like valuing. Valuing personal connections because I, I personally, I work hard to meet a lot of people because I get so much out of personal interactions with others professionally and personally. And so I think that that quality that would benefit a lot of people coming into that, into this industry and is really being able to adapt. It's like adaptability is a big one. Being able to adapt to changing requirements and scope of work pretty quickly. You have to be on your toes and be ready to move. And so if you're, if you don't like change very much, I would start practicing liking change.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's true.
0: I think that's true in life. (laughs) If you don't want change, don't come into the data center industry. Um, yes. did, <laughs> did,
2: your, did your parents have anything to say about you coming into this industry? Was there was there was there any any talk about them having expectations for you in a particular industry? I, I imagine if it was new to you it was probably new to them as well. And one of the initiatives that I always have is like I come from kind of an old school Jewish family. So it was like, oh, you're going to be an accountant or a lawyer or uh, sorry, an accountant or lawyer or a doctor doctor. was clearly them, except if I see blood, I just start weeping like a like a child. So is if we can convince the parents. And the grandparents to say that this is an industry that we want the future, we want our children and grandchildren to participate in. I think that would serve everyone well. Did your did your parents or, or, or grandparents have, have any thoughts about it other than being happy that you that you got a job?
1: Yeah, they were definitely happy I got a job, and I would say that they trust me a lot. And so when I said this is this is what I'm going to do, they said, "Okay, great." My mom was very supportive and. They didn't really have too many questions for me. My dad graduated with an electrical engineering degree and then went on to law school. And so he's now a patent attorney. And so he knows the space a bit and he was, he was excited. And it's fun to be able to talk to him, like have new conversations because of just knowledge that I didn't have before. And so it's been great connecting with him in that new way too. But he was overall, they were very excited. There's, there wasn't really hesitation or questions. I think I've just gotten really lucky with how much. They trust me and they know that I'm very self-motivated and so that I wouldn't settle for anything if I thought I could do better, so.
2: I think yeah, the one thing I'm getting that. out of this is that we need to, as 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 not just an industry, as a world, we need to produce
0: more Emma Grace Myers. Uh, exactly, uh, people, people that are self-starters. So Emma, you posted something really cool on LinkedIn that you don't reach perfect efficiency, you have to continually improve. That was pretty neat. <laughs>
1: Yeah, do you recognize that one? Yeah. A quote by you at the DICE conference. That was really Sorry. awesome. By the way,
2: you're obligated by that on, on your next post to quote me. I'm not sure what that quote is going to be.
1: Mom, I didn't turn out to be a doctor. <laughs> That'll be. <best. laughs>
2: More grandma. Mom wasn't really into it but Yeah, I appreciate
0: it. So, based on what you've experienced thus far, the people that you've interacted with, where do you see yourself the next five years? What are your goals? What are you aspiring for?
1: yeah I'd say my goal for the next one to two years to start even smaller than that is to continue in sales and see if it's really where I want to be because i I think it's where I want to be right now, but I just have not had enough experience in this particular role to know if this is a long term thing for me or not and so one to two years stay in sales give it my all and i could just continue to fall in love with it more and more and stay in this role forever and that could be my next 5 10 plus years or in 5 years if i if i'm loving sales right now and i think it's a great spot but if, if my mind changes something happens in the next few years i i uh, i think i'd be more interested in a kind of a systems engineering role because i really like figuring out challenges and analyzing why things are operating the way they are. And one of the things I I love about my role right now is that it is a solution-based selling role. And so I get to see things from the very beginning, starting with the design, through delivery, completion, and then service afterward. And so I love the, the whole concept of solution selling. And so taking what I know I enjoy into a different role, like systems engineering, it would really be that same concept of getting to take a project from the very beginning all the way to completion, and so maybe maybe down the line, if a door opens to something like a data center project engineer, assistant engineer, something like that, I would I'd be interested in thinking about it more. But as for right now, I I'm still trying to trying to find my footing as it is, and I'm enjoying where I am, and that's as much as I can speak to right. what I think I mean, will happen, and so.
2: It's a, it's another interesting thing about our industry that I don't think gets enough play is that it's so real. Like I think I think with a lot of things that 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 people do even if you're entry level world entry level role or you, as an intern it's everything is fairly abstract like you're doing something on a, on on a, on a daily basis but you don't actually see the fruits of your label, labor. In our world because it's such a small industry but it's so visible, it's so it's so productive in terms of what what we're enabling global. You you probably get a sense that the stuff that you're doing is tangible. Like there there is a, a sense of accomplishment in selling someone a system that is going to help operate a data center and create efficiencies that is going that are going to enable technologies that you and your friends and 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 people around the world are, are utilizing. And I, I think that that's something. That to to a young person uh, is 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 incredibly fulfilling, but but kind of difficult to to articulate, or at least maybe not difficult, but certainly not something that uh, is top of mind as as we talk about like the benefits of entering one industry versus another.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. plus the advantage yeah. the advantage really is we talk about it all the time that this is the only industry in the world that's got sub verticals. So today you're in sales, tomorrow you can be an engineer, or you can be an attorney if you'd like to. I don't know if there's much room for doctors in here. Anyhow, oh, so God. just keep <laughs> failing all over again. It's just it's just constant. So, uh, Grandma. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you got Carrie Get's book. Carrie is actually one of our advocates uh, for nomad Futurist. Jumpstart your career in, in in data centers, and she writes about all the opportunities that exist in this industry. What's your favorite chapter or topic? Yeah. We're going to make this an online review. Forget about the Amazon review. This is the, this is the,
2: tell us the real thing. If you hated the book, you can tell us that too. Oh, no, I'm still reading it. I I have not on this. I see with, with post-it notes and markings and everything. My God.
1: Yes. You can take the school,
2: you can take the girl out of school, but you can't take the school out of the girl.
1: I know. I have so many markers still and highlighters and whatnot, but yeah, there's, her book really, really explains things in a very simple way. Like it gives simple definitions enough for me to start to connect all the pieces. And so right now, the, so far the favorite, my favorite part has been how she listed out all the job listings in the back and really giving insights into what you can do in this industry. I've gone through and Highlighted a few as I have as I've you hear, been. You hear that, years. Honeywell?
2: She's already looking for job listings in the back of Kara Guess's books. No, no, <laughs> yeah, no. What really engaged?
1: <laughs> oh no! I just I thought it's so interesting what you can do in it because a lot of it is not seen. Where where we see the security guard when we walk in, and then whoever is working in the operations center, and then that's I'm sure there are delivery people, but then. <laughs> Like what else? What else is out there? It's it's not seen, and so it's a really, it's just, yeah, it's been eye opening to me to see how everyone can work in it and still be so remote and do things from far away. And what goes into the building of it? I really, really enjoy just the construction of buildings too. I've always found that very interesting, and so I've loved how she laid out, yeah, all the different the different pieces. Pieces of the puzzle here.
2: I think the thing that's amazing about Carrie and I said this, and when we had her right after she she released the book, that plain spokenness is magic. It's a, the, the ability to articulate it in real language and not overly complicate the description of these things, which I think inherently are those are barriers that people put up trying to to use overly complicated language to make themselves seem more more smart like it is smart smarter, more smarter. Uh, obviously, I'm not one of those smarter and and make an industry that is not. It's not simple. It's it's complex but it's 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 a series of pieces that i think people recognize from from their home lives everyone has essentially some level of data center in their in their house in their apartment these days because of how important connectivity is to our world so if you can express it in that plain spoken nature i always think that the easiest way to gauge someone's capacity for their subject matter is whether they can explain it to a to a to a third grader? You need to be able to explain this, not because people are inherently not able to understand large words. It's just that you turn off if something sounds overly complicated or you think you need a lab code in order to 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 get it. It's just not as accessible. And and her ability to make the subject matter of data centers accessible is is exactly in line with our all stated goals of demystifying
0: our our industry. <laughs> it's it's a phenomenal book. Emma, so with with knowing that we are working and striving towards creating these opportunities for the younger generation, expanding and sharing on these exposure and experiences, what is it that one thing that we as Nomad Futurists could do differently to get this broader reach? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: More TikToks or Snapchat? We do do have a TikTok channel. We do now, Yeah. yeah.
1: I am unfortunately on neither TikTok nor Snapchat. But oh, I know I, I know uh... what my peers are. <laughs> I know. Um for me
2: All right, Instagram. We gotta do Instagram.
1: Yes, I do have an Instagram. It would have been helpful if I would have just heard about it and then beyond that had a class, had a class, even just the option to take a class or have it be part of the curriculum in one of the subjects that was required to take. I I think it's just so it's so critical. It's so critical, and so I do not believe that it's, yeah, not required to to be taught in school. And so I don't know if there's anything in particular your your foundation can be doing differently, because I think y'all are doing fantastic. But what would have what would have helped me more is, yeah, just, just to have it in the curriculum and hear about it and be able to to learn about it. Before
2: when you're going graduation. when you when you're going to school, when you're going to school, they they I I I know my, my kids are. Are 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 young. They're at nine and six. Just you just had a birthday. So I know that part of their um, curriculum is they're using Google Classroom a lot. Obviously, the pandemic changed things, but they're using Google Classroom even in person to to leverage it as as a platform. And that my way of thinking is, if they're using Google Classroom, then that's a perfect segue into showing them how Google Classroom actually works. Like why it exists on that screen? Where is all that stuff magically stored and all that? When you were, when, when I imagine uh, your generation also had technology was a component of, of 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 the learning process, was it not? Obviously you had a computer and stuff, but in the classroom, were you guys leveraging uh, technology?
1: Yeah, it was more for a team, team projects and whatnot, all collaborating on Google Docs or Google Slides or just something where we could all be collaborating together. And so that that's what was really utilized.
0: Yeah, it wasn't really was fully yeah. to be communication platform or collaboration platform. It was a tool that was being used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, the pandemic nervous. changed some of that, yeah. Yeah. Well, we haven't had an educational... Reform since the second industrial revolution. Hopefully it's time oh, for oh, the. Wow.
2: Well, and the Beals catchphrase, you got it out. Amazing. <laughs> the, but yeah, I think, I think that would be incredible. And I think I don't want to give you more work to do
0: because I
2: assume you're, you're, you're busy, but it's one thing hearing from, from people like us. And I think it could be, it could be seen as preachy or, or, or whatever. I think younger generations would really find your story resonant because they'll see themselves in you which is why we we want to give the emmas of the world a, a, a platform to be able to share you know their enjoyment of this industry because coming from us it doesn't it doesn't sound right we're we're basically this generation's version of the boomers i, I don't know i know it's bad it's bad
0: we're old we're old okay. and we can't we can't we can't demonstrate how exciting it is i think <laughs> it needs to come from you emma right yeah yeah, yeah so exactly. uh so yeah sorry you
2: you got another job now
1: yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to post more too about it and just show people that it is interesting once they realize yeah, the gravity of the, the, the situation, of the shortage of laborers that will be be here before too, too much longer. And so, yeah. In many cases, it's done. already
2: here. It's already here.
0: Amazing. <laughs> well, Emma, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Any last words that you would like to share with our audience and your peers?
1: Join the industry. And it's okay to get things wrong when, when you're trying to join a new industry or find creative ways to get things done. Failure happens every day, especially in sales. It's part of the sales process. It doesn't mean that, that what you're doing isn't working. It's just an opportunity to adapt. And so.
2: What a segue to Nabil's second favorite catchphrase. What is fail? Worst attempt in learning. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Hey! thank you so much. This, is, this, is, this has been incredible.
1: Thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate your time. This has been great.
0: Nothing lasts forever. Markets will come back, currencies will rebound, businesses will go on, and we'll all move on. That could happen next week, next month, or next year. I'm confident that those who prepare rather than panic will come out of this stronger. Thank you for joining us. This has been brought to you by Nomad Futurist. Check us online at nomadfuturist.com